This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Once again, it's time for another episode of the Drop Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Lance Descott. Yesterday, the Blues played the Detroit Red Wings. Was it an important game? Yeah, every game's important. But since I grew up in the type of era where the Blues and Red Wings hated each other, it had a little different feel than it used to that I remember. Coming here as a child from California, one of the first things I seen was how much the Blues, Red Wings, the Blues, Blackhawks hated each other. But I really loved the Blues, Red Wings uh, rivalry. It was just nuts. Going to the old Checkerdome, it was a rather fun atmosphere. There were a lot of fights in the games. There were a lot of intense hits. Hatred is what I would use for the word between these teams. And I would use that word with the fans. People would get drunk. There would be probably as many, if not more, fights in the stands. And it wasn't just because of the fights in the stands that are on the ice. It was because just the way that the atmosphere in the arena would be. There was, you know, fun jabbing, but there was also some serious jabbing going between people who didn't fight. It would get pretty tense in the arena, but it was fun. Even as a six, seven-year-old kid, I thought it was fun to see this going on. I know the game has changed a lot. It's not what it used to be. The Red Wings haven't been in the Blues division since 2013, I believe. So these games don't have as much feeling or importance that they used to have when they were division rivals. But it's still fun to think about those times because every time you watch the Blues and Red Wings, you think of several different instances. And I'm not going to bring up any of them because a lot of them are not good. The Blues always seem to be close. And then the Red Wings would knock them down a notch. There's been a couple times the Blues played great and knocked them down. There's been a couple times where the Blues shocked them and beat them when nobody expected the Blues to do that. But for the most part, fans in Detroit really looked down on the Blues as if we weren't a very good team. If we won Stanley Cups, no. But the Blues have had some very good teams through the years. Going into this game, Detroit's really, really having some issues. They've been an up-and-down team this year. They've got one of the younger teams, especially that first line they've got. They've just not been able to put it together. They'll lose a bunch of games. They'll win a couple, and they're just very inconsistent. And that's what happens when you have a young team that's trying to learn what it's like to play in the NHL. So, you know, Detroit's team's trying to learn a little bit, trying to get better. I think in the long run, they will be better. Maybe someday we'll meet them in a Stanley Cup. That would be just tremendous. Then you can maybe get this rivalry going again. Oh, man, that would be great. Enough about the past and the future. Let's talk about the game. The Red Wings played the Blues. The Blues wanted to come out and get on this young team early. 
The Blues really had a good first period. And the guy that is having a great year, he's a plus 23 in the plus minus, one of the highest in the NHL. He's ninth in scoring. That would be Jaden Schwartz gets the first goal of the game to set the tempo and put the Blues up one to nothing. And here comes Joel Edmondson. Edmondson in the slot now for Steen to Schwartz right in on goal. Rebound. They score! I think Schwartz knocked it in, and the Blues take a 1-0 lead. Just like that, they take care of the pressure with the penalty kill. They get fresh bodies onto the ice, go down the length of the ice, and after Jake Allen makes several very good saves, especially with that left pad, Jaden Schwartz on fire. And he ends up cashing in. He's now a plus 23 on the year. Nice pass from Steen to an oncoming Schwartz. Jaden Schwartz puts the Blues up one to nothing about midway through the first period. 14th goal. Man, this guy's played great this year, like we all knew he could. Steen, great pass, gets an 11th assist. Shin gets his 21st assist. Can you believe that 21st assist? That is amazing. 11 minutes, 50 seconds into the first period. The Blues are up one to nothing. Great news for Jaden Schwartz there. However, Jaden Schwartz would leave the game with an ankle injury after being hit with a puck from a shot from around the blue line. He couldn't get out on his own. They had to help him off, and you knew it was going to be something bad. And the Blues announced today that he has an ankle injury, and he will be reevaluated in six weeks. Well, you know what that tells me? That tells me it's not a bruise. It's nothing like that. It's got to be a fracture or a break because they don't set you out for six weeks to say they're going to reevaluate you with a bruise. They just don't. If he had a bruise and it wasn't anything serious, which in my mind, six, even if he's out six weeks, that's serious. If it's not anything serious, they wouldn't have put him on injured reserve like that. He'd have just missed a couple games. So bad news for the Blues. Such hard luck for this guy. He's missed a lot of games in his career due to injury. He's battled back. He wants to show the Blues that he's the player they all thought he was, and he has been this year. And I'm sure he'll be back, and he'll be just fine. The Blues have the one nothing lead going out of the first period. But get this, they only had four shots on goal, and Detroit had 11. So Jake Allen was playing very, very well. Jake looked great. He's uh, just taking the right angles wasn't moving around a lot and when a goalie's making saves and he's not moving around a lot that means he is in the zone he is totally in the zone when you see a goalie moving around a lot and too much he's fighting it he's fighting the puck but Jake didn't move around hardly at all he moved only necessary when he had to to make the save there wasn't any over movements he didn't slide to one side and overplay it just a great first period for Jake Allen going into the second period the Blues have got to get some more shots on Howard. They did get some more shots, but it wouldn't take a lot of shots to get them goals. Uh, the next goal would come with Vladimir Sobotka, four minutes and seven seconds in to make it two to nothing Blues. As we continue, the Blues come in. Sobotka with a drive. He scores! What a shot by Sobotka into the top corner. And the Blues take a two nothing lead. <laughs> he rifles it. Over Jimmy Howard, every time the Red Wings have a little pressure on Jake Allen, the Blues go the other way and score on the next shot. They did that in the first period with Schwartz's goal after the Blues did a fine job of the PK and done with the little flipper from his own zone. Gets knocked around a little sloppy in the neutral zone, but the Blues take advantage. And this is a wicked wrister right here. 
Top of the circles, head up all the way. He's got a nice little toe curve as well. And boy, the goaltender, Jimmy Howard, doesn't read this coming off the stick at all. A great shot by Vladimir Sabotka. Just an awesome shot. You couldn't take a better shot. It beat Howard plainly. Made Howard look pretty bad, in fact. Sabotka gets his sixth goal of the year. Tarasenko with the great pass. 18th assist. Stasny gets his 15th assist. Four minutes, seven seconds into the second period. The Blues are up two to nothing. Just a little over two minutes later, a guy that works very hard, fourth liner, puts a lot of effort in. He's a veteran. A lot of times the fourth line does not get a lot of credit, but the Blues fourth line, when they play well, it really, really makes the game much easier on the Blues stars. Not that they can relax, but when you know you got a fourth line out there that can get you a goal now and again, plus they can muck it up, it makes you feel a lot more confident. And Upshaw did that on a breakaway to beat Jimmy Howard like a big-time goal scorer. What he almost looked like Wayne Gretzky right through the legs to make it 3 to nothing Blues early in the second period. Now back for Cronwell. Great stick. Upshaw stolen. He's got a breakaway. Scotty Upshaw in the clear. And he scores! What a move through the five-hole. And Upshaw makes it 3 nothing. How about that sell? Celebration there. Scotty Upshaw looking like a goal scorer. Moving to his left, sliding it between the legs, waiting for the goaltender to open up the old garage door right there. The stick lifts up, the legs split out, and he just slides it underneath. What a great goal by Scotty Upshaw. He came right in and did it perfectly. He deked to the right of Howard. Howard took that deke big time. And by the time he tried to slide back over to the left, he got over, but then Scotty puts it right between the pads. Great five-hole goal. Blues are up three to nothing. Scotty gets his fifth goal unassisted, six minutes, 17 seconds in. The Blues are playing very, very well, and they're getting great goaltending. They would be outshot again in this period, and I'll go over those stats at the end of the highlights from this period, but man, Jake Allen kept them going, and he made some great saves in the second period to make sure Detroit didn't try to come back after the Blues go up three to nothing. Bob's making changes here. Larkin dumps it in. Didn't you think Tatar could have gone right to the net there? Stolen in front. Jake Allen makes a couple of saves, and the second on Zetterberg as the Blues coughed it up. And Jake Allen had to be alert there. Yeah, sure did. Got that left pad down on there. You can see all the snow guys stopping in front and spraying the snow on the shoulders there of his sweater. And Denning on that offensive zone. Face off now goes off. Larkin went right in. A save by Allen. So as I said earlier, Jake Allen was really on his game. I You can't say enough about this guy. A lot of people in St. Louis don't like him for some reason, but... You cannot deny how well he's played most part this year. He's had a couple times where he's not played great, but you're going to have those even with the best goalies. Just ask Martin Brodeur, and I'm not saying Jake Allen's Martin Brodeur. I'm not, but Jake Allen is playing great this year, and night in, night out, he gives the Blues an opportunity to win. The Blues' offense was not done in this second period. Uh, Jay Bo Meester recently came back from an injury, and I know he's a veteran, 34 years old. When you come back, it takes you a while to get going. But he played a pretty good game last night, and he put the Blues up 4 to nothing just a couple minutes after Jake made those big saves. To this game, with a lower body injury, blocked a shot late in the first. Now Bo Meester shot, he scores! Bo Meester from the point makes it 4 nothing in the Blues' eighth shot of the game. 
And Patrick Berglund went hard to the front of the net. Jay Bowmeister with a good play at the blue line. The Blues looked like they were in the middle of a line change. Bowmeister got it with his great transition. The way that he can skate, turns to his left. Now he puts himself in an open spot. My first glance, I didn't think it hit anybody. Yeah, I didn't think it hit anybody at first, but after looking at it, I mean, it was so close. It looked like it went off of uh, Sammy Blaze's stick, but it did not go off Sammy's stick. They gave the goal to Bo Meester. Big goal for the Blues. They go up four to nothing. And that's right, guys. At this point, the Blues had had eight shots on goal, and it scored four goals. Try that for a safe percentage for Jimmy Howard after that. Yeah, not not too good. Uh, that would be Jay Bowmeister's first goal since coming back. Petrangelo gets his 15th assist. Sammy Blay gets his second assist. 16 minutes, 26 seconds in. The Blues are in the driver's seat at four to nothing. The Blues got four goals on eight shots. They would get two more shots after that Bowmeister goal. And Detroit would outshoot them nine to six. So at this point, Detroit's got 20 shots. The Blues have 10, but the Blues have four goals on 10 shots after two periods. Detroit, 20 shots, nothing. Starting the third period, the Blues played very, very well. Detroit got some pressure on Jake Allen in this third period. Jake would make save after save. They got an instance where Jake made the first two or three saves. He did what he had to do, but the puck came loose. He wasn't able to corral it, and the Blues defense were not able to get it out of the crease. And Franz Nielsen gets his eighth goal of the year and puts Detroit on the board at 4-1. to one. It's the way it happens in the last weekend. So. Nice save, another one, they score! Finally get one through Nielsen. It's 4-1. to one. Well, finally, Jake... <laughs> Jake Allen took a swipe at it. Another save, another save. It's the third rebound. And there's not much he can do about that. He took, once he missed that puck there, it was all over. And even Franz Nielsen, who was uh, backing away from the net on his heels a little bit, just got a piece of it enough to put it in the back of the net. That one was most definitely not Jake Allen's fault. He did everything he could. You know, some people can say he didn't smother the rebound, but guess sometimes that happens, guys. And the Blues give up a goal. I'd love to see Jake Allen get the shutout, but it just wasn't meant to be. Franz Nielsen gets his eighth goal of the year. Glendon gets his second assist, and Erickson gets his fifth assist of the year. The Blues didn't stop after this. They continued to put pressure on Detroit, and they were not done scoring. Yashkin would get a goal, and Braden Shim would get a goal to make this a 6-1 to one game. Goal line. Edmondson. Now Petrangelo to Yashkin. In the clear. And he scores! Yashkin, what a play after a great feed from Petrangelo and the Blues with a 5-1 lead. Look at that grin on his face as he looks like he's going to take it to his right as a left-hand shot and then go to the backhand. He stops on a dime, the big fella does, and cuts back and jams it beyond the Czech Republic goaltender, Peter Morazic. Great pass, obviously, there. through the... Plays it back for Bo Meester, a shot. Rebound, Shen scores! He gets the rebound, and he makes it 6-1. to one. Oh, I like that. No celebration there from Braden Shen. He's certainly been on the other side of these kind of games, and late goal as he would probably call it a, a meaningless goal, but a good goal anyway, gets it off the post and in. I like the play by Alexander Steen. He never stopped protecting the puck. So the Blues keep the pressure on in the third and get a couple more goals. That goal by Yash going to be his fourth of the year. And I know he's not a 30-goal scorer, but I am so happy that he's contributing more. He's using his body more. I'm just very impressed with some of the 
progress he has made this year. And if the Blues can get him to get maybe 10 goals a year, that would be great. Petrangelo gets his 16th assist. Edmondson gets his fourth assist nine minutes into the third. The Blues take the 5-1 to one lead, and then Shin would put the icing on the cake. 15th goal. Bolmeister gets his first assist. Steen gets his 12th assist. 19 minutes, 17 seconds in. And like Darren Pang said, Braden Shin didn't jump up and down and celebrate. He knew it was a great goal to have. But you don't want to rub it in the other team's face because, you know, you do that and it's going to happen to you too. Let's go ahead and head to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Jay Bowmeister, who had a big goal. Scotty Epshaw on that about that big breakaway goal. And, of course, Coach Mike discussing losing Jaden Schwartz. Strange game. You guys had four goals on like eight shots there in the second period. You don't play too many like that, do you? No, yeah, for a while there it was, uh, you know, we were up, but we weren't necessarily playing that great. We spent a lot of time in our end and um, took a couple penalties that we had to kill. But um, yeah, overall, I mean, anytime you, you can score early like that, I think on the road it gives you a little momentum and uh, gives everyone a good outlook. So yeah, we took advantage of our opportunities for sure. They got a pretty fast team, don't they? So they get pretty quick. And plus they're rested. They hadn't played since Tuesday. Yeah, we knew. I mean, coming in, they got some fast guys, but that was, they were really putting an emphasis on that, just kind of flipping pucks and um, trying to really slow you down and then have somebody flying through the middle. So um, we did a pretty good job at keeping things to the outside and that. They, had, they did have some chances. I mean, Jake, Jake made some saves where if they score, it's probably a different game, but um, he's been playing well. And best player is usually your goalie when you win. <laughs> you, you know what it's like to take a a puck off the foot, you, you're a little concerned about Jaden there after that, that play? Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know what the severity is or whatever, but yeah, anytime somebody doesn't come back, it's uh, obviously worse than, than if he had, so uh, weird play, I mean, on a dump end kind of happens in the neutral zone, so that's too bad, but yeah. kind of keep our fingers crossed, hope, hope he's okay. Did you guys like your response after that happened? Seemed like you, you really came out and stepped out after that point. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't really. Uh, I know towards the end of the second period, we we did. We put some shifts together. Because um, up till that point, we really hadn't had, I think, we had, you know, three, four shots or something in the period. So I think that was more the focus. Just put a couple shifts out there and then uh, get some momentum in the third period going into tomorrow. Told us about your goal. It was a wrist shot, and uh, he had some traffic there. I guess Blay Blay was in front, but uh, yeah, Bergie and Sammy they were going to the net. I was just kind of throwing it there to hope somebody tipped it, and I think their guy tipped it. So um, I'll take him. I don't take anything. Nice to get on the board, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some mad skill on that breakaway, huh? Uh, yeah. I had that in the bag. Uh, <laughs> it was in there somewhere. Um, no, it was, a, it was a good goal. I had a, a little bit of time to think about what I was going to do, and um, i definitely been unsuccessful at shooting the puck on breakaways lately, so I thought I'd go in and, and try a move and, and end up working. For these old eyes, did you actually, did you steal the puck? Was it you that came up with it? Yeah. yeah. All yeah. of a sudden you're in the clear, huh? Uh, I just read the play. Cronwall, uh, he did it to me early, brought it to the middle, and went back to the wall with the puck and I kind of read that it was on his backhand and I just laid my stick there and hit my stick and I was kind of gone, gone to the races. You got to like a game like this, a lot of different guys contributed, at least, you know, on the score sheet, huh? Uh, yeah, we lost, you know, we lost a key player tonight in the, in the second period and that meant, that meant mixed lines, it meant, um, 
guys were going to have to step up and take some minutes. And uh, just our goaltending was the big reason why we got a lead and why we were able to uh, uh, kind of play not comfortable, but kind of play with confidence. And uh, no matter what was happening, Jake was solid in there, and we just we fed off that and we we finished our opportunity. So. Especially in that second period, it seemed like Detroit had a lot of they had they a breakaway. They were a hard-working team. It was a for six-one game. It felt like it was every shift was a battle. So uh, they're they're a good team. They skate well. They um, you know they they play hard and fast. And uh, our team just you know we've we've been there. And today was a game where we uh, we knew getting up early, we need to have some energy, and we found ways to get it. I can tell you that uh, the initial X-rays were negative, uh, so um, but we'll, but he's obviously really sore right now, so we'll get him re-examined when we get home. What's that like when you have to you have to fit 11 forwards into 12 spots? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, the players don't mind. It means some more ice time for them. So, uh, you know, in some ways it, it helps and then it gets everybody kind of engaged into the game. And I think you look at the play of, um, you know, how we. Guys that benefited from that tonight, obviously Uppy, uh, Brodzy, Yaski, those types of players, um, they they earned the extra ice time. But uh, but certainly getting them out there um, more got them more engaged into the game. I believe. You, you said beforehand that this was a fast Detroit team. It sure sure looked like that today. Did it even feel like a six-one? Uh, no, I think. Well, I mean, first off, Jake was great. Um, we knew we we would need him to be really good today, um, and then I thought we were opportunistic. But uh, but certainly there are some areas of our game that we'd like to improve on. I don't think that we had enough sustain sustain pressure here tonight. Um, but uh, but all in all, still a good one. You, you gotta like. Uh, I think at one point you had four goals and eight shots. You gotta yeah. like making the most of your chances. Yeah, right? yeah, no question. And I mean, we 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 got some pretty good opportunities too. As uh, you know, like I said, would have liked to have seen more time in the offensive zone, hang on to the puck a little bit more. But um, but we got some pretty big opportunities and capitalized on them. Seemed like Jake was particularly strong in the second period. They yeah, had a lot of good. Jake chances. was really good. I, I thought all game, but but I would say there was. Uh, Point in the second period where it felt like things should start to shift uh, in their direction. He he obviously held the fort there and gave us a chance to extend the lead. He was outstanding tonight. Do you, do you like the fact that your scoring was 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 spread out and, and some guys that maybe aren't necessarily your big scores were getting involved? Yeah, well, you know what, I I think that you look at. Uh, at the way that we created offense tonight, and that's that's what we needed in the game. And those guys, those guys were bringing it shift after shift. Uh, I thought that they had a real. Uh, I thought our workers, um, you know, like I said, that uh, Uppy, Brodzy, Yaski, uh, those guys really led the charge in how, uh, you know, and how we needed to play, uh, and they got rewarded for it. That's what. Uh, that's basically what I said to both those guys when they came back after their goals. They earned it. Uh, they earned it tonight through work ethic and through playing the game the right way. Is this one of the best extended stretches of plays you've seen from Yaskin? Uh, yeah, I would say that this is clearly, you know, in, in, in my term here, this is the best hockey that he's played uh, in the last little bit. You can tell uh, that his confidence is high, and with that, he's playing with more pace to his game. He's moving his feet. Uh, he's getting to the offensive zone quickly. He's getting involved every night in uh, two, three good scoring chances. Blues get a big win on the road. Just nice to see another road win. You get those road wins, it prepares you for the playoffs when you're going to play in host, hostile environments. And Jake Allen was really on the ball last night, and he had to be, because Detroit did have some pretty good chances. The Blues, bad news. Jaden Schwartz out at least six weeks. Does not sound good. Does not sound good at all. He may be out longer than that. You got to feel for this guy. He's had a couple injuries. He's a hard worker. This guy deserves much better. Looking like he was going to have a big, big year. 
like I said, in the top 10 in scoring. It, just a great player to have on your team. And that line that worked so well for a long time, Schwartz, Tarasenko, and Shin. They've had to call up Ivan Barbashev to take his place. And nothing against Ivan Barbashev, but at this point in his career, Ivan Barbashev is not Jaden Schwartz. Maybe he can really step in, take this opportunity, and do something good for the Blues. The Blues have a quick turnaround after the game in Detroit yesterday. They're going to have to come back and play Buffalo in just a couple hours. At home, they start a couple-game homestand. It's going to be big for them. I have a feeling we're probably going to see Ville Huso either tonight or one of the games this week. Or maybe Coach Michael just ride Jake Allen as long as he's playing hot. We'll have to see. I've not seen the lineups. It's around noon, so maybe they'll come out in probably an hour or two. We should be able to see what's going on there. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop Podcast. As always, I've been your host, Lance Descott. Until next time, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.